Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self-worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift, and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. I hope you're all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie Farish, and I'm thrilled for you to join us live on the Voice America Network, shining love light into your hearts and homes, and to inspire a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through worthiness. We have a great show today, embracing the new normal in education with an amazing guest. But before we jump in, let's quiet ourselves and form an imaginary circle of love, joining our hearts and hands. And in the center of our circle of radiant golden light, we place our teachers, children, and parents. And from our heart to theirs, we shine love light and pray for their safety, well-being, and inspiration for learning and creativity. So whenever you become anxious and fearful, return to our circle of love light. You know, in the midst of our current world challenge, we have all experienced major changes and many of which have significantly impacted and disrupted our family system and our institutions. And our educational system is crucial and many changes have been implemented to adapt to this new normal. Many are operating under already strained support systems and do not have access to resources that were previously available. So as we begin the school year, how do we embrace the new normal in education? How can we adapt? What support systems are available to empower our children and parents? And when we refer to parents, we are inclusive of all kinds of family arrangements, single parents, grandparents, extended families. We're all part of this new normal, uh, adapting to our new educational system and even in our daily lives. And we realize that there's no standardized approach. We're in different locations, but we're confronted with similar challenges. And we can learn from each other. Our guest Karen Gibson, who hails from Hawaii, is a former special education teacher, author, certified life coach, certified in neuro-linguistic programming. She's the founder of Brain Builders, a private tutoring business, and Letting Go Aloha. She is an expert on showing parents how to become better for themselves and their children. So we welcome Karen Gibson to our show on embracing the new normal in education. And I'd like to send a special what uh, welcome to our listeners from Hawaii. Welcome, Karen, to our show. Thank you so much, Jean, for inviting me back. I think this is a very um, challenging time for parents, teachers, students, and I think this is just such a, a high demand topic to discuss. So I'm looking forward to sharing some tips. Well, thank you so much. You know, your business is working with parents and I'm sure you're aware of 
their needs and concerns. And, you know, as a former uh, administrator and educator in higher education, offering one of the first distance learning classes at my institution, I'm aware of the preparation and the challenges and uh, currently adapting uh, a course to uh, fit uh, the online uh, offering uh for a community enrichment program that I teach in. So I am aware of the challenges and, you know, quite uh, in the midst of this adapting <laughs> to the new normal. <laughs> yes, there's many, many, especially the technical challenges. I mean, if your Wi-Fi goes out or if um, teachers are unavailable, right, if you're reaching out, it is definitely added stress to um, all of us in education. Yes, yes. And I know, uh, you know, our desire really is to... Uh, empower our parents, our children, our teachers uh, for healthier interaction and to inspire learning and creativity. But tell us what inspired your work in this area? Well, I was a special ed teacher um, back in 1994, and then I just burned out. I had um, fully self-contained Um, severe, emotionally impaired children. And after burning out, I decided to um, start my own private tutoring business in 1999. So you are aware (laughs) of the Yes, I'm very aware. Yes, yes. And you have this wonderful uh, business, Brain Builders and Letting Go with with, with Aloha, where you provide support, ongoing support for parents. What is our this new normal in education? What what is that about? And what do you think are the challenges that are facing uh, parents, students and teachers now? Well, because education is not your traditional um, environment, right? We are not um, being in the classroom. Kids are not sitting at their desk looking at the teacher. So when we have, especially kindergartners, are really young children staring at a screen, it is really difficult to engage them. It's difficult having them just sit there, you know, while not really physically being in the classroom, you know, surrounded by their friends. So in that aspect, it's challenging. And then the teachers also having to come up with engaging curriculum that really can reach students because they have no control if students are playing video games on the side, if they're taking a nap. And, you know, I've I've heard so many clever ways that students are trying to get out of learning. They've always been very um, smart, right, in trying to not do what they're supposed to do (laughs) oftentimes. (laughs) So I think that the challenge is just accepting that this is the new normal and to make the boat, you know, make the most of it because parents they're you know, they feel that their role needs to be an educator. And yes, as far as a family educator, you know, I totally believe in that, but I believe what you're saying. Parents, you know, need to, you know, empower their children. The, you know, parents' love for their children is the single greatest resource. So mom and dads are the experts, you know, on their children. Teachers will come and go, but they are the, you know, forever resource as, as long as they're, you know, in their children's lives and they're alive on this planet. You know, there are, you know, situations where there's divorces, there's, like you said, right. you know, blended families, broken families, but mm-hmm. all children need is just, you know, one, just one resource or someone that they can look up to, whether it's a grandparent, an auntie, an uncle, an older sibling. I've heard where older siblings sometimes have to, you know, come in and sit with a child, with their sibling, 
during kindergarten. Kindergarten is, is very on from eight to two, but or sometimes longer. But if they're older, you know, a lot of the kids are independent. And that is where the challenges lie, because, you know, parents aren't familiar with higher math sometimes, you know, or even sixth grade math, right, can be challenging. And that's, I think, the primary challenge is what do parents do when they don't understand the curriculum? They are unable to reach teachers and they really feel like a failure when it comes to being a resource for their child. Wow, you brought up some great points that we're going to really, you know, jump into. And I, I, I think parents really feel that they, you know, have to control the situation. And we know what happens when we feel like we, the, the, the onus of control is on, <laughs> it's our responsibility. So uh, using these other support systems or resources, as you indicated, older siblings, uh, that can be very helpful because you'll end up feeling like you're a failure because you don't know the curriculum, you don't know how to use the technology. And of course, there are a lot of uh, parents who do, family members who do, but there are those who do not. And let's face it, uh, the kids have been, children have been out of school for quite some time. And then coming back into this new situation can be challenging for everyone. Oh, yes. And so some of the tips um, I have found um, very beneficial are learning pods and learning pods can be creating your own little, you know, support system with fellow moms. I, I know a mom in Hawaii who just decided to reach out to two other moms because she does have, you know, a five year old. And what they do is social distancing. Right. Even if it's not social distancing, you can do it via Zoom. And you have just two or three of the children's, um, you know, peers, it could be best friends in the classroom, a virtual classroom, and use each other as a resource so you don't feel, you know, alone. And, you know, YouTube is overlooked. I think that so many kids are turning to YouTube, not well, not for, you know, the entertaining videos, but I'm noticing professors, teachers, they are utilizing YouTube videos. They are creating YouTube videos as a resource. And it could be explaining fractions. It could be even how to, um, you know, maneuver all of these technical challenges. Um, FaceTime, yesterday, I actually did a tutoring session via Instagram DM, which I would never have imagined. The child's internet or you know laptop was um, giving him problems. So he actually screenshotted his uh, algebra problems and sent it to me on an wow, Instagram DM, which great. I never, I said, how are you going to send it to me if your email is not working? He goes, Instagram. And so I said, they, know, they know more about technology than we do. They do. And so <laughs> yeah. we were able to do it. I mean, sometimes his audio messed up, but via Instagram, he was able to give me the algebra problems and you know if there's no audio there's chat you know there's I mean DMing you can actually go back and forth and then his audio started working but I was just laughing at I would never imagine in a million years that I would be using an Instagram platform to tutor. So we have to really be open to all the resources and learning about things that we were not aware of previously. Yes and I think um, the number one um, thing that parents might be engaging in that we are all engaging in is passing on the fears, you know, spreading the worries, negative futurizing, and, you know, we are passing on the belief that 
the new normal is messed up, that the distance learning will never work. Because I have had so many positive experiences where tutoring is more beneficial virtually than in person. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because, you know, students are craving that one-on-one, you know, whether it's virtually or in person, but they are focused, they are willing to learn. And it is um, amazing to me that some of these kids, and you'll always have kids who just need some redirecting and reminding, you know, to stay on task. But I think, um, yeah, we can make it a, a better, a better environment, not necessarily you know, focus on what's going wrong, mm-hmm. but really, like you said, focus on the love and the light that we do have and we, we can create. Well, I love that because attitude is very important. And if you're approaching this from a fear vantage point, then that's what you're going to create. And uh, I, I love you brought that point out about the attitude that we have about the new normal. It's an opportunity for change and you know, who knows, it may work even better. And it, uh, we have to move out of our comfort zone. And many of us have challenges with change. <laughs> so, oh, this yeah. Is, yeah, so we have to embrace change and, you know, not have this negative attitude about uh, things that we have to approach differently from what we are have been accustomed. Um, it, it, you know, I know there are different variations for this new normal in education. There, there's the distance and online learning and also some, what, in-school learning as well? Yes. Um, some schools are incorporating hybrid learning. So mm-hmm. um, they are going in, you know, in the physical classroom. We are currently in lockdown in Hawaii. So we are doing distance learning, although um, some of the private schools do have the, the choice. But I think, you know, it is wise personally to do the distance learning. Uh, We, you know, it's a controversy, but the COVID numbers are rising. And I think if we understand that the kids, you know, they will flourish and grow just by having, um, you know, their families around them and really instill, teach them, you know, what really matters to be confident, you know, to be resilient, to be responsible and incorporating positive affirmations. I have done that with my kids and, you know, my, my students think it's silly at times, you know, but if you just remind them to really say out loud or write, you know, I'm choosing to have an amazing day and my challenges help me grow. That's a good one. And Mm, all of my problems have solutions. You know, I might not know at the moment, but the solutions are forthcoming, you know, that we do, we do have a, a choice. It's really a choice to believe in our negative thoughts or just choose to have, you know, an amazing day and, and create the miracles that, that reside within us. You know, I love that because what you're saying is, let's like move beyond just the educational aspect of it. Did you complete the assignment? Did you do those fractions right? Did you do your English assignment and move to building more confidence? Right. And the children. And it's like, you know, we are always talking about as adults or how can we be better, do better and the mantras and all of that. But you're saying it's great to incorporate within the children their own mantras of being confident, resilient, uh, dealing with challenges. And so it's a new opportunity to get them to look at life from a whole new perspective, something that they can carry on through their adulthood. I love that aspect of it because parents, I think, are challenged and pressured about getting the, the assignments completed. And we're moving away from 
okay, let's create this healthier interaction, right? And more bonding with not only uh, uh, with the children, but with the teachers as well and having a healthier interaction. I love that. Yes, I think teachers also, they seem to be having, um, you know, making it a priority to emotionally connect. I'm finding, um, you know, teachers, you know, coming up with creative, fun activities. You know, I know um, that will emotionally connect with their kids so that their kids do not just stress over academics because education, as we know, is more than just academic knowledge. Exactly. I love that, you know, creating better people, good people, not just the A's and the B's, but, you know, how are you going to be good to yourself as well as to others and, you know, make your mark on the world. So I love that, that, you know, that aspect of it. We have to really open ourselves up beyond just, as I indicated, the accomplishment of completing the assignment, but use it as an opportunity to build healthier and better relationships with everyone we encounter. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, we're uh, thank you, Karen, for really sharing those great tips. And I want to learn more about those learning pods. Uh, we, we're going to take a quick commercial break shortly. But do you help parents uh, form those pods, or do are they uh, do they form those on their own? Um, they can form their on their own if they do need additional assistance. I'm more than happy to help them create it because it is, you know, like you know, a, a very new arena that some parents might not know how to do. So definitely, I'm there to help. Right, that is so wonderful, and I love that idea because some people feel like they're alone out there and how am I going to cope with this and what am I going to do to support my child's education but we're going to take a brief commercial break don't go away we'll be right back with more on embracing the new normal in education with Karen Gibson author certified life coach and founder of brain builders and letting go aloha Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change and flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. 
Ascension expert Judy Satori's Ascension Library will activate your true soul and human potential. Access a selection of audio-based meditations, energy transmissions, and live-streamed video events. Transform your reality with popular programs such as The Transcripts of Mary Magdalene for heart-opening, beautiful, to radiate your inner beauty and the body balancing and physical regeneration pathway to become more energized. Ignite your spark and live a life of passion and purpose. Explore membership options to activate a five-day free trial. Visit ascensionlibrary.org. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, you've been listening to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love with your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. And coming back from commercial break, we have our guest, Karen Gibson, embracing the new normal in education. She's an author, certified life coach, founder of Brain Builders, and Letting Go Aloha. Karen, I really enjoyed our first uh, segment. You really shared some great points to help parents and empower our teachers and children and to learn from each other as we grow in this experience of the new normal in education. But I'd love for you to uh, just share with us about uh, children with special needs because, you know, a lot of the resources and people, uh, groups or organizations, perhaps they've made significant changes in their approach to uh, children with special needs. What can you share with us to help parents uh, who have children with special needs? Yes, that is um, probably one of the most challenging um, things that people, you know, with families with special needs are going through. As a former special ed um, teacher, you know, the IEP, the Individualized Educational Plan is, you know, what the child's education is based on. But my um, you know, my opinion, my suggestion is not to rely on that IEP as the Bible for now because a lot of these mandated services we're not able to provide, you know, maybe speech therapy, um, occupational therapy because these services are not, um, you know, available. I think parents can actually create the classroom setting in the comfort of their home. It could be their living room. It could be their kid's bedroom. And there are so many fun activities that do incorporate, you know, learning opportunities, depending on the severity or the impairment. But even if it is a child who has difficulty with numbers, you know, you can do a recipe, right, and Mm -hmm. have them measure what is one cup versus, you know, two cups. Can you find me the cup or the spoon that says uh, one tablespoon or one teaspoon, you know, draw it out, make it into a, a coloring exercise. You know, you can read, have them read books in a bubble bath. You can um, pass a ball, a pillow, or even a bag of cookies around the family and share their part of the day, 
verbal communication is so important, whether you, you know, you're in a special ed environment or not. So I think there's so many fun things, you know, with um, water balloons, with, you know, having, um, I was just reading about so many fun activities, running in the water sprinklers, you know, and making cake pops or crafts, fun science experiments that can be very simple. Like what happens if you leave a vegetable out in, you know, the garage for for two months or one week, you know, what happens? What is that green moldy stuff that's growing? So there's so many things that can be done in your in your home. You don't even have to leave the house, really, you know, but you can do walking. You can create a family dance in your living room. Now that TikTok is, is very popular, families can actually have children, even with special needs, create a fun dance or create something that is fun as well as educational. Because I think ultimately, no matter what, you know, impairment or what your child's learning level is, we must reduce screen time. You know, we need to schedule time Mm -hmm. to just unplug. And like you were mentioning, focus on the family, not just the academic goals. Mm -hmm. I love your suggestion for more experiential learning uh, that you can actually incorporate in your daily life. And even as you go about your regular daily routine, as you indicated, the cooking or ways you can really share information or create those experiential learning opportunities for children. You're bringing them into your life as well in terms of your daily activities and creating these learning opportunities. I love that idea. But it requires a lot of creativity, doesn't it? (laughs) It does. But you know what? I always tell my students, make Google your best friend. It's amazing if you say, you know, easy activities uh, that do not require screen or simple family activities for special needs children. It is amazing that YouTube, Google, there's so many websites out there that cater to special needs, um, you know, parents as well as the siblings, because you don't only have the special needs child, but if there are siblings who um, are not special needs, you, you also want to include them so that, you know, the focus is not only on the special needs sibling. Mm, I love those ideas. And I think it's also important to uh, pay attention to our children and their needs because some of them may have some behavioral issues or, you know, other kinds of uh, issues that they may experience. So, you know, finding resources that can help parents cope. Maybe there's some online resources uh, uh, to help parents uh, address maybe mental health needs or uh, even connecting with institutions that may provide training. I know in my state of Mississippi, they're offering a statewide autism training initiative, which is an upcoming virtual conference. And it's called Creating Your Own Path, Successful Trans- Transitions for Persons with Autism. And it's sponsored by the Mississippi Department of Human Services, Mississippi Patient Information Center Project, and the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services, and it's free. So perhaps there are resources in your state uh, where you may be able to access and just join in to just, what, learn more, right? Oh, yes. I think every state, um, a lot of countries have their own resources. And it's just a matter of making the right calls, looking up, you know, free, um, like you said, free virtual workshops, so many um, organizations that help, um, you know, kids who have autism, 
kids who have, you know, different learning impairments, they are out there. It's just a matter of, you know, finding them. I have decided to make it my mission to create parenting tips. So I have created uh, 52 mini videos um, that I post on my YouTube channel. It's Letting Go with Aloha and also on my Facebook. And I I just give little tips. And sometimes, you know, there's simple tips, but we as parents, you know, I even remind myself as I record these that, yes, I have to take time to um, let go of the agenda that we have. You know, if your child maybe is not in that right mental state to learn, it's like giving us a break, right? If we don't feel or mentally are up to doing a task, give ourselves a break and maybe practice more mental health, self-care activities. Otherwise, our children will burn out as we do. And then mm-hmm. that, that is not a... An appropriate, or you, you can't really learn, you know, if you're in that state of mind, and that's when behaviors will start. You know, you'll yeah. be seeing more temper tantrums, or, or maybe rolling eyes, or you know, children. <laughs> you you <Yes>. cannot force <laughs> them to learn, as we all know, especially in the teenage years. You know, you can imagine with my tutoring, and I have to talk about the Pythagorean theorem yesterday, or about you know how to do the area of a you know, rectangular prism, and they look at me, and I just say, I know, you know what, why don't we do a a fun memory game after we, so, you know, rewards, incentives, Um, I know a lot of parents are using video games, right, if you do X number of problems, or you, you know, but if they are really adamant about not doing it, then that's a cue to just let it go, revisit, but they just need a mental break from, from it all. Mm, So we can incorporate reinforcement strategies if you complete x number of problems or whatever we there's a reward here right (laughs) oh yes it could even be you know i've just baked some chocolate chip cookies as a family i mean we just did that for um with ice cream it's like okay chelsea if you she had a deadline my daughter had a deadline at 11 55 p.m she's a freshman in college and i said you know maybe you can do that and and then after that we can you know do something fun as a family and she's like Hmm. we can watch a movie you know like netflix or something i said sure and she completed it. I, I was a bit worried <laughs> because it was a lot of, um, you know, a lot of homework, but it's amazing what the right reward can do for kids, a high motivator. Mm, I love that. And also, I know we're, we're talking about the, I guess, smaller children or maybe kids in the elementary or a higher level of schools, but what, you know, talking about the uh, our college students, you know, they're facing issues as well. And I know your daughter, uh, when we talked before, she had, what, chess games online and she found yes, ways to create. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know that existed. You can watch Netflix as a, as a group virtually. You can, mm-hmm. now that you can connect so much virtually that you don't have to let distant, you know, social distancing or being in lockdown affect the social interaction. It's amazing how creative our teenagers can be. And also, uh, they can form what student groups, just like parents can form. Yes, the learning pods. Yes, okay. learning pods can be created no matter uh, you know what grade you're in. And college kids, I think, have you know since they're more tech savvy, I noticed that some of the um, assignments they have to actually reach out and respond. You know, so when you respond, that's how you can connect 
you know, peers and you can get their contact information. And that's when I always tell students, no matter how old they are, to get contact information, phone numbers. You know, now you can get Instagram, right, handles and and Snapchat, you know, you just get their information. And that way they can always connect when they have a problem or a challenge. It's not just connecting socially. You know, that's good, too. But also when they get stuck on an academic um, challenge, people are there. They don't need to be in a physical classroom to um, create that bond. I love that because I think we have to really be creative. It took me back to my doctoral days (laughs) and we would always have like an expert. If this person was an expert in statistics and on Sundays we would be meeting and that person would take us through the classwork from that week, (laughs) you know, and so therefore we identified who you know, has the best knowledge or grasp on this subject. And we formed our own, you know, study groups and uh, went yes. back through the material, you know, each, each, you know, at the end of the week. Definitely. I think no matter how old you are, like I said, you can find someone. I would say, you know, find someone who knows what they're doing because in a classroom you'll have people who are lost, but mm-hmm. you'll also have people, like you said, who are just experts or maybe passionate about that subject. You know, you mm-hmm. might not like it, but your fellow, you know, peer maybe has an interest and just are an expert in higher math or in history. And those are the people that you want to connect with. So you do have a successful, um, like you said, a learning group, you know, Mm -hmm. study buddies, you know, I always tell kids, Mm -hmm. just find your study buddy. Okay, so it can be a buddy or group. And, and of course, you may be an expert in English, and this person may be an expert in math. And, you know, as you form your buddy system, or what is what is it called? The study? Yeah. <laughs> uh, buddy, <laughs> you know, whatever you want to call it, you can even create your own tag name for it. Yes, and, definitely. Yeah, and I love you it. can create your own group. So even yes. if it's, I mean, like on, on Facebook, you can have your own, like I have my own private group, Mama's Gotta Let Go. You can have a, a chat group where it's only, you know, the five of you, the seven of you. And it's not just challenges academically, but you can share your worries, you know, they can create a safe and nurturing environment where they Sometimes you just need to vent, you know, about what's going wrong in their lives or what what just frustrates them about the subject, you know. And mm-hmm. that that alone is very healing, right? Just to know that there's someone out there who will yes. listen to you. Yes, because sometimes they're talking to their friends more so than they're sharing with the parents. So this is a great opportunity in these buddy systems or uh, learning pods where not only is it academic, but it's really to uh, inspire healthier communication and interaction and really sharing what are some of your concerns. I love that idea as well. So what are some tips uh, uh, for when we look at, you know, the, the struggles and uh, for, how can when, when teachers, I mean, excuse me, when parents feel stressed or or uh, uh, children feel stressed what are do you have any tips for them you've given some great things but are there any keys to help them you know uh, really stay empowered and you know look at these issues that interfere with their stress uh, when they become overwhelmed 
Yes, I believe, um, and I know some of my students discounted it, but the power of the breath is amazing for both parents and students. So sometimes if you find them having a mental um, you know, breakdown because they're stuck on something or they have no idea what to do or there's too much to do and they don't even know where to begin, I, um, you know, I have my daughter, it's like, okay, take like even a three-minute Three minutes is a long time if you're just focusing on the breath, but I light a candle. So it's kind of fun for small, you know, smaller kids because they get to look at the flame. Mm-hmm. They get to close their eyes, just really show them, you know, sometimes they don't really know how to deep breathe. So you inhale, you know, the count of four, you hold it and then deep breathe out, right? Blow it out. And then at the very end, they get to blow the candle. You know, they can do some one minute stretching and it really is getting the body relaxed because if the body is not relaxed, then your mind's not going to relax, right? So it's really trying to, like you said, your whole show, love and light, you know, to bring in light and love so that they are able to mentally perform because Mm. if we're stressed out, I always tell them it's like you're stuck and it's, you know, that, that feeling where, oh my gosh, you're going to have a panic attack or overwhelm attack. That's a cue to really just slow down and, you know, create a schedule. I don't think any, you know, people don't know the power of scheduling, especially where we're home. You know, I just read somewhere, get dressed, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. don't, don't study on mm-hmm. your bed. I know a mm-hmm. lot of parents have created, you know, okay, this is your work area, especially if you have a kindergartner, you don't want the TV right there. You want yes. a very, even if it's mm-hmm. a one bedroom, you know, apartment, just mm-hmm. allocate a corner, have their laptop or their, you know, iPad and just, you know, a comfortable chair or a pillow or something so that they do feel comfortable because if they're not, there's not going to be um, quality learning <laughs> taking place. Yeah, those are some great suggestions because I think when you designate particular areas, there's kind of like a condition response. When I go to this particular area, this is my study time or my learning time or, you know, if there's the TV area, that's a different space. So I love that idea to, you know, create the different spaces in your home where it's like a condition response when you're there. And I love your uh, thoughts about the candle and the power of breath and ways to relax the body and the mind. And I think what we have to do is really teach our children the same techniques that we're incorporating in our daily lives to relax and, you know, refrain from a lot of the negative thoughts and, you know, how do we breathe properly? So I think it's really an opportunity to extend this to our families and the children. Great. I love that. Well, I think it's time to take a commercial break and we'll be right back with more on Embracing the New Normal in Education with our amazing guest, Karen Gibson, certified life coach, author, and founder of Brain Builders and Letting Go with Aloha. Ascension expert Judy Satori's Ascension Library will activate your true soul and human potential. Access a selection of audio-based meditations, energy transmissions, and live-streamed video events. Transform your reality with popular programs such as the Transcripts of Mary Magdalene for heart-opening, beautiful, 
to radiate your inner beauty and the body balancing and physical regeneration pathway to become more energized, ignite your spark, and live a life of passion and purpose. Explore membership options to activate a five-day free trial. Visit ascensionlibrary.org. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change and flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Light, uh, Living in the Spirit of Love. I'm your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. And if you're just tuning in, we're with our guest, Karen Gibson, author, certified life coach, certified uh, ling- neurolinguistic programmer, founder of Brain Builders and Letting Go with Aloha on Embracing the New Normal in Education. Karen, you've really shared some great tips to help our parents and our children. Uh, Are there any other tips or takeaways for our audience of listeners? Well, I forgot to mention one of the most important things we can do to uplift our children's moods is to reduce watching negative news. Now that it's 24-7, you know, I have one student who refuses to leave their home for the next year, he said, because he just does not believe it will ever be safe to leave his home. And I think watching negative news really disempowers, you know, our children and adults, too, because we end up really um, not feeling good. You know, it, it just... So it uh, just eats our energy and, and steals what we were talking about, right? It instills fear instead of faith. And it's just something that we really need to make a conscious effort. Yeah, that's a great uh, tip because, you know, even in the household, uh, they're listening, right? Yes. <laughs> so being aware, I think consciously aware of the kinds of conversations that we're having in our homes really make a difference. 
And if you're overloaded with a lot of negative news and that's the conversation throughout the day, as you indicated with that child, you know, the child doesn't want to go, what, anywhere because there's fear. That That's really, um, you know, I mean, that situation is really something to think about. It can be traumatizing, definitely. Mm-hmm. So even like you said, conversations, you know, saying the the latest COVID numbers or talking yeah. about, you know, <laughs> yeah. fears and worries. Yeah. Yeah. Kids will not be able to focus on academics if they're worried about their life, you know, their health, their safety. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Now, tell us about your online resources or books or videos, YouTube uh, resources that can help our parents and children. Well, you have a Mm-hmm. Okay, I've created a YouTube channel. It's called Letting Go with Aloha. Um, people can email me if they want to reach me, and that is at Karen at LettingGoWithAloha.com. Um, Instagram, they can find me on Mama's Gotta Let Go. And on Facebook, uh, my personal Facebook is Karen, initial is KC Gibson. And if you, um, you know, log on to that, um, I can invite you to my private group. And that Mama's Gotta Let Go group is a private group. I have people from all over the world who tune in from my weekly um, Facebook Live Wednesdays where I share tips. I have um, experts and moms, grandmas that I interview who also share their experiences and tips. So my Mama's Gotta Let Go book is available on Amazon. And my free giveaway is for the first 10 people who actually email me at the Karen at LettingGoWithAloha.com will receive a Kindle version. I am able to loan the book out for two weeks. So, um, you know, if they email me, I will choose the first 10 people and I can email you the book. It's a very short book. It's like less than 70 pages. It has message cards in it, parenting tips, and of course, my struggling journey that I (laughs) traveled as a mom myself. Yeah, that's a great opportunity for parents, you said, all over the world to connect and you even interview what different family members who can share their stories or maybe give some uplifting tips on what they're experiencing so you're integrating what I'm others. integrating mm-hmm. yeah used to mm-hmm. just be moms but now I'm integrating you know I mean pair um, you know aunties uncles grandmas everyone has tips that work for them so I think a lot of times just listening to other people's suggestions what worked what didn't work it can really be another resource to use in you know a parent's life or a grandma's life because some grandmas are raising their grandchildren so like you said it can be for blended families. It doesn't have to be just for moms. Mm-hmm. What about tips for single parents? You know, single parents. because Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Single mm-hmm. parents. Um, we Actually, I did interview someone w- who is a single mom. And um, they really, really believe in creating, um, you know, time for themselves. I mean, self-care is so important when your child is sleeping, when your child is taking a nap, when your child is maybe doing something even for 15 minutes. And you have them engage in an activity and you are able to watch them, you know, in another part of the room. But you really need to take care of yourself, especially as a single parent. And it is possible. You know, you just need to find that time and make that time as a top priority in your daily schedule. Mm-hmm. That, that was a question that I was going to ask you about helping the parents and our children not 
feel overwhelmed. And it really comes back to our self-love and self-worth and taking care of ourselves. So not only for just the parents, but teaching our children how to take care of themselves as well. Yes, the power of the bubble bath. I mean, if you have a child in a bubble bath, I always give my daughter like snacks, some tangerines, some grapes, you know, some snacks, and then they can be in the tub for a good 30 minutes. And guess what? You've created a window of mom self-care time. You know, it's really being creative in, especially if you're the only parent, you're the, you know, single mom, single dad, single dad can have half an hour of watching his favorite sport on TV while their, their child is maybe reading a book or, you know, Mm -hmm. occupied. Mm -hmm. That's when video games are a good distraction because you can have 30 minutes of alone time, right? While your Mm -hmm. child is having a blast playing his favorite game. Mm, Yeah. I love that tip. That's great. Um, And I think, you know, as we look at empowering our parents, empowering our children, these are some helpful suggestions. Uh, And I hope that parents will take advantage of these valuable tips because what what you've done is really expanded our creativity in looking at different types of opportunities that we can create within our, our homes and facilitate the whole learning experience, and also an experience to enhance personal well-being. I love that. Well, yes, and it's not like we we don't, you know, instead of doing, uh, going back to normal, I think we can go back to better. You know, the new normal might not agree with a lot of people, but we can make the learning environment better. You know, we can make family life better, and it would not happen had it not been for the pandemic. So there is a silver lining. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, bad things that have that been the result, but we can, it's kind of like 9-11 or any catastrophe, we can always use it as an opportunity, like you said, to create love, light, and just healing. It's an opportunity to heal together as a family, as a nation, you know, as yes. internationally as well. Yes, I love that. Well, thank you, Kara, for the work that you do and your commitment to empower parents and their children. It can certainly reduce stress and and, and keep us from being overwhelmed during these challenging times in education. So thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun chatting with you and sharing my tips and experiences. Okay. Thank you so much. So take advantage of the resources and tips offered by Karen and connect with her to learn more. It's important to stay connected Let people know how you're progressing in this new normal. Make them aware of your needs. Stay calm (laughs) Uh, and use some of those tips that Karen suggested. And say thank you or send individual or group cards to our parents, our teachers, our family members who are there to support us. Do not take this for granted. They're all doing the best that they can. And remember our circle of love. So join me next week uh, with Minira Zahabi, The Importance of Navigating to Your Niche. And send me your insights about our show and results of your love light exercises posted on the blog page of my website, www.jeanferrisjourney.com and email me. I look forward to hearing from you. Much gratitude to Voice America team for making this show a reality and shining their love light around the world. Uh, Remember, an empowered self 
is a loving self and keep your love light shining. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.